This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Blue Shirts Breakaway fans, welcome to another week of the Blue Shirts Breakaway. It's National Stuffing Day, and we prep that bird. Greg, say hello. National Stuffing Day? That's was that day. really what we said it was going to be last week? Uh, no, I said it was something else, but it actually is also no. National Stuffing Day as we're recording this as we just beat the Pittsburgh Penguins 5-2 in their arena in Pittsburgh. Redundantly. 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 Um, it's crazy how you would, you would be in Pittsburgh and you'd be playing the Penguins. You could be playing the Steelers. Plot twist. <laughs> I mean, could we? No, never mind. Never, I'm not going there. Uh, nope, you shouldn't. You, magic number that was five. Smart of you to stop right, right, st- right where you, you were. You know, I, I don't do dumb things in this podcast. Magic number five. Okay. We uh, have scored five goals in more than half our games this season. So I would say that's pretty good, Greg. Five or more, right? Yeah, five Isn't or that? more. Yeah, because Vancouver, we beat 7-2. And we'll just touch on that real quick. We crushed Vancouver. <laughs> we were, yeah. We were pretty bad. They beat us like last it, time. That, was all, that also feels like it was a month ago. Yeah, I don't know what's happening with these weeks, but every time we record, I feel like I haven't talked to you in about 20 days. <laughs> so I, Yeah, I can't tell if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, we talk daily. Anyway, uh, so the Rangers have, have kind of broken their streak of a losing streak of two games. Glad to get off that schneid, to be honest. Uh, do we even consider shootout losses a real loss? I mean, it's not a win. It's not a win, but you, is it really a loss? A, I mean, you get the point, but... Look, it's the Rangers had a five-point week since we left last talk to you guys. So, is is not I, you know I'm not gonna split hairs about it. I'd we'd be splitting hairs about it if we lost tonight. I bet. I was thinking. But, I was already thinking in the first period tonight against the Penguins that of all the storylines I would be talking about, how we have an easy schedule coming up the next week, how it's not time to panic, how this team is still good, and uh, that's all got thrown out the window immediately into the second. So that's nice. I don't have to talk about that. Yeah. It, the Rangers looked so bad in the first period, but by contrast, they looked like equally as good in the second period. And then the third period, it was a little middling. They were great for the first ten minutes, but they kind of uh, really stumbled backwards after that. Well, I would I would disagree. Uh, in the last in the last five minutes, well, the last three minutes, especially when they pulled the goalie with three minutes to go, trying to be aggressive. You know, our defense and uh, the puck was in five feet of Ranta for at least. Uh, about a good 50 seconds, and the stops there were, were pretty incredible. They didn't even get a shot on goal. Yeah, but that was I – mean, the, the fact that the puck was in that position and not somewhere else on the ice – Like we were shooting on them when it was 6-on-5 is what you're saying? No, it's it's just the Penguins were struggling to capitalize on opportunities the Rangers were giving them. I don't necessarily think the last five to ten minutes of that game was superior defending – just because the Penguins are missing the net doesn't mean the Rangers are playing good defense. Well, they weren't uh, missing they, the net; they were hitting bodies in front of the net. We we had a we formed a wall, as some NBA coaches would say. Yeah, I don't know. I just it. I think that it would be given the like it would be. It's giving the defense too much credit to say, "Hey, they didn't let up a goal in the last ten minutes. They were playing solid shutdown defensive work." But it would also be unfair to be like the Rangers got lucky and they played like shit defensively. It was a middling performance in the third period, which is what I said originally. Like, they looked great in the second period. Nick Holden went so far as to actually make a stellar defensive play on Evgeny Malkin. Nick but, Holden had a good night. Uh, very, except for that first goal. Well, yeah. Took a shit on the ice on the first goal, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, pretty shit. Uh, well, dropped, his, well, dropped his pants, hadn't crapped in four days. Well, let's be fair also. A fucking mess. Ranta, that was a, a soft goal he let in. Is it from the first from the wing, like pretty far yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, it's not the greatest goal, but at the same time, it's like Holden wasn't even Holden was non-competitive on that play. It was like he wasn't making an effort. 
That's fair. You know what's pretty funny <laughs> is how much the uh, the MSG crew pampers Holden. They love him. I was watching. Oh, the- it's not just it's not just Holden. It's like I think there's it, it's beginning to a point where there are two strict camps in Ranger fandom right now. It's the man Nick Holden's kind of been impressing me lately. Or it's the man. Nick Holden is a flaming pile of shit still. <laughs> so it, it really Can depends I be in on the what middle? camp you're that's, in. That's kind of where I, I am. Know we, I think I've made it clear what camp I'm in. Yeah, you... uh, I'm still I'm still of the belief that I would love for him to be a scratch a couple times and let Clem Denning get on the ice. Uh, meanwhile, you know, I think you lean more and more towards the. I think you're being hard on Nick Holden. I think really, I'm in I, the middle of the road. I mean, that was a pretty, like you said, he was not competitive on that play. He was not competitive on the play. But he, and it, it resulted in a soft, yes, it resulted in a soft goal where soft. I think 19 times out of 20, Ranta makes the save. But, you know, you shouldn't be putting Ranta in that situation in the first place. Fine. By the way, Ranta is incredible. What? He's great. He's having he's having a Cam Talbot esque season. Right. I I can't say enough good things about him. He buckled down after he let that first and second goal in. I mean, even after the second goal was pretty tough to defend. The first goal was soft, uh, but after that, he made some incredible stops with a like a, he I believe he made a quick left pad save um, on, a, on something a puck he couldn't even see. Uh, it was just playing out of his mind tonight. And the Rangers, the Rangers have won all five games. All five, five and zero. Oh, uh, wait, have they won all five? Yep. Uh, this might have they're, been. They're five and zero. Oh. No, what happened? Ranta got pulled in the one game, and Hank gave up a ton of goals to the. Oh, that's true. Was he, that, was that he, the Canucks game? Uh, I think so. And he got hit in the head, and he got to get pulled for concussion yeah. protocol. He's he's won all five of his decisions. It's weird how hockey has decisions like a baseball game. Yeah, like, I, like oh, Lundqvist is coming in for the W. Yeah, going for the going for the uh, the save there. Um, Saved by Lundqvist. I had to do it. So, so but I mean, he's been he's been great. He, if, if this honestly might be the first year where AV could actually stick to the we're only playing Hank in fifty five to fifty eight games this year. And I because really right now Ranta is I there is no team where I would be if you told me Ranta was starting instead of Hank. There is no opponent where I'd be like, yeah, I kind of wish Ranta was in there instead. If Ronta could beat the Penguins, I'd have confidence against anyone, really. Right. And, of course, the Rangers led up two goals to a person who just came up to the NHL for the first time today. Isn't, yep. isn't yep. that typical Ranger hockey? Uh, it's Well, let's see. We've been recording for almost 10 minutes. I haven't said anything about the Mets yet. Oh, six, um, six minutes, 45 seconds for those playing at home. Oh, is that it? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's almost like the, how I feel like any time the Mets face a rookie starter, they ne- they never have a shot. They're dead in the water. Whenever we play a backup starters. goalie or someone that's just starting, I remember last year in the playoffs, I forget who the Penguins called up, but they called up uh, a yeah, team. Jeff Zatkoff. Yeah, that's who it was. <laughs> yeah, <he had> a <laughs> fucking no name. Incredible. Fucking shut us down. Incredible fucking game against them. And then we also made a star out of Matt Murray, too. We, oh. we, we're great. Matt Murray owes the Rangers a lot. A lot of a help lot. from Matt. We gave Matt Murray. You're fucking welcome. Cup winner, Matt Murray, you asshole. Um, We get angry on this podcast. But, uh, so he had a great two goals. I was very depressed in my bed, Clark crying in a corner, knowing that we were going to have to record this podcast in a very sad state of mind. And uh, the Rangers came flying back. This shorthand goal where I believe it hits off JT Miller's ass. Is that true? Um, I I mean, it rolled up. It's like Kevin Hayes (laughs) is so hot right now. He just shoots pucks off other players to make... Goals happen, He's and like, which is basically get what that booty did. out there, friend. We're getting this goal, and uh, it's it's pretty incredible how quickly they came back. And Rick Nash is really starting to get his footing again on this team. I mean, he hasn't really been the prolific goal scorer we want him to be, but does he need to be at this point? Nope, nope, not because at all, Michael right? Grabner's going to score sixty goals this year, so it doesn't 12 matter. Twelve even strength goals, no power play time. Unreal. It really is unreal. Yeah. He's tied for most goals. You don't need him on the power play. Why would you? He's he's there he's there for takeaways and, and scoring breakaways. That's he's it. A human, he is a human power play. Anytime he's on the ice, the Rangers have the advantage. I feel like that's been like a lot of our, our goals this year, and I have no statistical evidence to back this up, but transition goals have been huge for us. We've just been so much faster than the other teams. And the positioning on our I was I was noticing Hayes positioning tonight was just incredible. He needed to be in front of the net. He was in front of the net when he needed to be. He he makes these passes. I just don't understand how he learned to pass over the offseason. And he just looks fluid on the ice. It's it's an entirely different player. I don't think it's a matter of he's learned how to pass or I really think with Kevin Hayes, it's it's not so much that Hayes 
is taking his game to another level. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that Hayes is just comfortable now, and he's playing with the right players. I think this was always there. He was just so inconsistent because he was either unsure of his, of his standing on the team or he just wasn't playing with the right people last year. You know, you can't – maybe the Eric Stalls of the world weren't the people that Kevin Hayes naturally should have been lined with last you, you year. You trying to say Eric Stahl isn't good? I'm trying to <laughs> – <laughs> uh, no God, comment. that feels so long ago. Unreal. It was last year. It feels like five years ago we had to deal with Eric Stahl. Wow. Uh, but, yeah, I think Hayes, it's a lot of him just being comfortable and taking on a bigger role and knowing he has – like, the. I really don't think the play has changed. It's just more consistent now. And I think this is a good transition because Kevin Hayes is all of a sudden the most important ranger in the lineup with the Mika injury. We keep passing the torch to who that is, and now it's Kevin Hayes. But – uh, this that Mika injury uh gave me a little bit of nightmares there, Greg. He it didn't look good. It it's it really is incredible a, that he's it, not it, done. Yeah, it's incredibly lucky that it's just a broken leg. Like when you see it, when it's I not saw a broken it, leg, it's a broken I, was, fibula, I thought his knee imploded. It's a shin bone, the fibula. So um, yeah, it looked like his ankle just came out of his leg. So yeah, I thought I thought his knee imploded. Honestly, I thought like it was a chain reaction up the leg. And his knee just blew up into bits and pieces. I think I'm so sensitive to ACL tears from other sports, cough, cough, football, and uh, that I really thought his, his ACL and MCL were just torn at that moment. I was like, that's it. He's done. It's over. Like, we have this really... depth, and now we have – but he's going to be back in late January. So there's Zabinijaz officially out six to eight weeks, but I have a hard time believing it's going to be that – Short, even. I, I think they'll take their time. Obviously, the Rangers right now are in a power position. They're not, like, fighting for a playoff spot. If they have, I, This team is still loaded. Uh, and they'll, they'll probably won't rush them back. I would say about 10 weeks into January is when I would expect them. Yeah, I think it's fair to be on the more conservative side, especially the Rangers have been playing so well recently that they're kind of building themselves a cushion to be more patient with Zubinijad. It doesn't seem like the Rangers necessarily will be in a playoff dogfight like they were last year, so they're not going to be trying to rush people back from injuries if it's unnecessary. Um, so that's a big benefit of the hot start, the fact that the Rangers are going to have just more space to play with. I think right now they're, after the win, I, four or six points up on the Penguins already, which is a big cushion even for this part of the season. And they have a chance to double that again when they play him on Wednesday. Well, you know, we're we're 20 games through the season, so we're pretty much a fourth way through. That's math, right? And that math. that's how math works. But right now, I would never expect the Rangers to be in first place, be able to beat the Penguins. Like this is not we've said this before. This is no no new news here. This team was not supposed to be this good and it is. And it's officially like now I'm 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 all in. I I believe this team is good. We haven't been blown out. I haven't there's not a game except for maybe the Columbus game on Friday where I was like we really deserve to to lose this game. The Columbus game, that was, you know, we well, lost. The first, the first Canucks game, the Rangers had no business being in. That's fine. They didn't, they didn't play well at all that game. Fine, but there's been so, like, little games where I'm like, ah, oh, the Rangers can't win this game, or we got, we didn't, there's never been a game we got blown out, is what I'm saying. Um, and this team has, if I had to give them a grade, it would be A+. Plus. Like, that's exactly, I wouldn't, I can't ask for anything more than this team. So now we're going to fight through the injury bug with Bushnevich. Also, who's out for two to three weeks, he's strengthening his core. The MRI showed no structural issues. So that's also good. There's no reason to rush him back whatsoever. We have this depth for a reason. Obviously, we were thinking about trading some of this depth for another defenseman, but the defense has been okay. It hasn't really been in a big issue yet. It hasn't come to the forefront, and that might come in due time. Yeah, MRI is not showing structural damage for some of my young favorite players on favorite teams really just falls on deaf ears now because I don't know how many times they would say there's no structural damage to Steven Mass's throwing shoulder or something. Well, and he had he the bone spurs, though, right? Yeah, he had the bone spurs, but apparently he was supposed to be able to pitch through the bone spurs, and then he got a shoulder problem. They said, I don't know. I just – I hate hearing – I hate – there once was a time where if someone got an MRI and they said there was no structural damage, it would give me hope, but those, those days are long gone. I am – so just a non-believer in 
any of that anymore. Like, fuck medicine, man. That's basically what <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, but no, like, you know, it's not so much like, of course, individually, the Mika injury hurts because it's going to be two months of playing time at least that he's not going to be on the ice. And the book injury hurts because, again, this is a young player who's looked dynamic every oh. time he's been on the ice. Yep, and also needs to be on the offensive zone, and he seemingly just can't stay on the ice at all. Um, so, you know, when the Rangers came into the season, we're like, damn, we have so many forwards, what are we going to do? And now we're, you know, the, the depth is quickly evaporating. Oh, it's quickly. to a point where the Rangers are picking up a player off waivers. Uh, Boone, his name Boone is, might have to. <laughs> his name is Matt, Matt, Matt Pumpel. Matt Pumpel. I know he has, he has zero points in 13 NHL games this year, but he is a former first-round pick. So there there might still be so some talent So he has the pedigree. Um, yeah, but sort of Dylan McElrath. We saw how that went. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, it really might be a point where, you know, the, the Hartford depth is going to come into play. Boo's going to have to come back up. At some point, you would think and you're going to have to look at players debut. like he was okay, like no, no glaring. You, know, you might have to start looking at players like Nick Jensen or uh, Merrick Horivik. Those are guys that might be getting a taste of NHL time this year when we weren't necessarily. So yeah, they'll get you know called up for for ice, as you were saying before our podcast exploded. <laughs> uh, we actually, what everyone didn't see is. Uh, Ryan and I figured out how to fix climate change and everything. Right, yeah. That's, you know, we did it. The podcast went down, and we kept talking for another 25 minutes about how we're going to solve all the problems in America, including. Neil deGrasse Tyson came on out of nowhere. L.I. Like, Joe was here. We, we got an NHL player we on. We didn't even know we had these numbers. Yeah, I didn't know we had this at all. That was pretty crazy. Um, so sorry nice. that you guys missed that, but now we're back to talk a little bit more Ranger hockey. Yeah, it's almost like it didn't happen. If the tree falls in the forest and no one's around to hear it, do, do the Islanders suck? Is what your next thing <laughs> you're going to say? No, because I don't need to – that's like you don't need a philosophical question to figure that out. They let, fucking blow. Let, yeah, let's let's just talk about that real quick. Right now, the Islanders have 14 points. We have 29. Do the math on that. Do the math on that. That's 15 more. Um, it's really weird yeah. seeing the Islanders be so bad when I thought this team was going to be sticking around for a bit. They lost it's, way too much. If, if I was an Islander fan, I'd go so far to say it's kind of heartbreaking. I would say it's very heartbreaking. That team looked like – it was built for a few years of a nice run. Tavares obviously is a very good player, but the depth on that team has just dissipated. It is it is non-existent. That is correct. Um, we're losing Brock Nelson to Buffalo, I believe, and France Nielsen. Is... Uh, no, Brock Nelson's still there. Oh, sorry, not Brock. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, went to Buffalo. Uh, went to Buffalo. That's who I thought. Yes, France. I'm, I'm Brock Nielsen went to Detroit. That's correct. Yeah, and then uh, their goalie's still very bad. So. Yeah, Halak has been just atrocious. Last year was a career year for him. So it's nice to see them suck. Got that going for us. Well, it's also nice to see that uh, the World Cup of Hockey actually does mean jack shit because Halak was a beast in the World Cup of Hockey and now he can't do anything. Right. So no one really played for real. That's what you were saying the whole entire time. Entire time. Except Canada, who tried. Try hard Canada. Yeah, they didn't even really try. They're just that much better than everybody they else. They just kind of I'd say team, team Europe tried. That's, That's true. who tried. That's they, or Team they, Rest of Europe, whatever they were called. Team USA wanted to go home immediately. Team USA did not want to play hockey. They wanted to be on the golf course somewhere. That's very true. So let's do a quick takeaways. What are your takeaways from these last four games? Um, well, the injuries sure do suck. Right. Injuries suck. Okay, number one. You know, the Rangers are just going to keep on keeping on, it seems like. It really does. That's what it feels like at the moment. I just... If I, again, it's one game, so hard to say that stuff isn't gonna, you know, crater sooner or later because not all good things are made to last. But right now, you know, the Rangers scored five goals without their number one center and one of the most dynamic rookies in the league in their lineup, and they replaced those guys with the likes of Oscar Lindbergh and who has not Josh Jervis. Lindbergh has he's been invisible on the ice. He really Absolutely. hasn't made any kind of difference. Um, I don't even remember. But it's mattered. It it like again, it's not the most heartbreaking thing in the world if your fourth line winger is struggling. Like you can keep him off the ice. There are ways to limit the damage there. Uh, but you know the Rangers played a very dangerous Pittsburgh team tonight. Down their number one 
center and a top nine winger who's been playing fantastic this season. And they scored five goals. They had five different goal scorers yet again. And the defense didn't kill this team. So, right, yeah, I mean, the takeaway right now is I don't know what would need to happen for me to become nerve of my God. Okay, Michael Crabtree didn't make the catch. Oh, by the way, but, uh, Mike, <laughs> I don't know why I called you Mike. He <laughs> called you Mike, Greg. Greg is watching Monday Night Football, so that's wonderful. That is that is the sport hashtag sport of the night hashtag sport of the night or game, game of the week time of recording. Oh my god, he had it too, and he All just right, I'm done. You know, I uh, here's uh, here's exactly what would make you nervous again. Dan Girardi and Mark Stahl go back to last year's form, and we stop scoring. Well, here's the thing: I don't know if Dan Girardi is necessarily not like he might still be in last year's form. It's just he's, he's playing with Ryan McDonough, who right now is just. On some sort of magic potion. Valaket is- literally said Ryan McDonough played for two people tonight. <laughs> yeah, and he's on the post game. He's been doing that all year, so I don't want to. Again, like, has Dan Girardi been a colossal waste of space? No, but it, has Dan Girardi been better than last year? I don't think so. I just think Ryan McDonough is so much better than last year that he is equally as like he's playing as Valaket says as two people. He's unreal right now. He was. The number one star tonight, and I don't think – he was incredible. It, Again, it, McDonough has been McDonough's been so good that he himself is a top pairing right now. If the Rangers wanted to play <laughs> four forwards and McDonough, uh, even strength, I don't know if that would make a difference than if they were playing um, three Girardi and You know, McDonough. I had this thought during the game when we were playing four before because the game was super chippy. I was like, wait a second. Why don't we try and do this all the time? We play, we play three forwards at McDonough. God, that's an incredible like yeah, math equation for success. McDonough, McDonough's been nuts. He's been nuts. He's been the most important Ranger so far this year because McDonough by himself has been a great defensive pairing. And I think so, he knew that he needed to step up his game because was he really an impressive captain last year? I mean, he played okay. He was a good Ranger, obviously, but this, this year he's otherworldly. Yeah, the question really does come down to, was Ryan McDonough just exhausted from playing – Two extremely long seasons before last year, like and breaking his foot and playing on yeah. a broken foot. Yeah, like maybe he just wasn't one hundred percent last year, and now Ryan McDonough is not just one hundred percent, but just out of his mind. Yeah, and you know what? He got in shape in the off season, lost some weight. Oh, shut up! <laughs> I was listening, so I was watching tonight's game with right. some Penguins fans, which means I was listening to the uh, Penguins broadcast, and within the first five minutes of the game, they did. Uh, well, Kevin Hayes lost 20 pounds in the no, offseason. Really? So much faster. I literally, I turned to my buddy and I was like, I want you to take a sharp object and stab me in the eye. <laughs> the MSG broadcast was very good tonight. They were um, ridiculously unbiased as the Penguins scored the first two goals. And we're actually celebrating and laughing for the, for the kid getting a score on his first shot in the NHL. So. Yeah, I love Joe Micheletti. Joe Micheletti is not afraid to just shit on the Rangers if it's absolutely necessary. It's why... <laughs> Let's bring it all back to we you know the home. It's why I love Gary, Keith, and Ron when they do Met I games. I hate you so much. <laughs> the three, the three of them, the three of them are just the most honest people in the world when it comes to the Mets. Like if someone of the Mets suck, you have to just be like, uh, well, you know, maybe he's just not good. I also like, want to take a second to talk about Sam Rosen and how much he sells MSG events. He's talking. Oh, he's talking about the the MSG. Uh, what is it? The Rocket Christmas Spectacular. Like it's the greatest fucking thing you've ever seen. He goes, hey man, it might be the greatest fucking thing you've ever seen. He have said you seen it? it's so good you'll see it twice. <laughs> I was like, Sam, <laughs> have you have you seen it? Yeah, I don't think you can judge until you see it. I don't know. Do we have to have? You're moving to New York. Do we have to go see the Christmas Spectacular? <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'll I'll be in town for it, but I think we have plans the weekend before. Oh, that's true. So, we do. Um, uh, that I will say this. The best part about me moving to New York right now, I pray to God that the hashtag um, boycott Hamilton is a real thing. Let's because go. Because I would love I'm to ready get to go. Like, not just get tickets to Hamilton. Tickets at face value to Hamilton would no. be just lovely. Anything under 300, I'm, like, pretty interested. <laughs> it's, it's... Yeah, yeah. You can sell me on it. Yeah. But here's the thing. Never going to happen. Never happening. The cheapest tickets yeah. are, like, 550, 600. Uh, I have a quick question. Are they even that cheap? I thought I honestly thought you couldn't get in the building for like less than a thousand. I could be lying. That could be making that up. Well, we'll, well I'll check and then we'll post it on Twitter. Um, would here's a question about Hamilton. Have you listened to the soundtrack? No, See, like I it's one either. of those things. 
So it's one of those things where uh, it's almost like I don't want to I don't want to read the book before seeing the movie. Same. Yeah, but everyone I know says you should learn the songs because it's fun to sing along when you're there. But I'm there to watch them sing. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to musicals, I'm all I'm 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 a big expert. Hey, listen, you know right, Blue Shirts Breakaway, the big musical guys. <laughs> we we go deep <laughs> on off Broadway, uh, just random shit like Death of the Salesman or whatever. Yeah, top top three musicals right now, Greg. <laughs> no, I just I feel like <laughs> Greece. Uh, number Greece? one. Yeah, Grease, number one. Great, I love Grease. Grease, Footloose? Uh, West Side, I'm a big West Side Story guy. I am actually okay with that. I'm a big West Side Story hey, guy. when you're a jet, like, you're a jet. Yeah. Uh, I'm a, and then um, Guys and Guys, is it Guys and, no, a chorus line. Fucking underrated. Oh, chorus line? I don't even know what that is. I watched Les Miz last year. Let me tell you how sad that is in person. Pretty sad. Oh, Christ. The, mo- the movie was fucking sad. I can only it's a, pr- so, okay, while we're on musical, <laughs> so, let me just... By the way, New York Ranger one podcast, one we're on nonsense, so thanks for sticking around. Go on, Greg. While, while we're on the topic of musical, so when I saw Les Mis in theater, okay. uh, I wait, was wait, Rewind. <laughs> so you saw Les Mis in look, theater? Were you on a date? Uh, I was out with uh, friends that are girls. There okay. were multiple of them. I was okay. the only guy. Look, when you work in news and everyone works on Christmas... You're kind of limited with who you can hang out with on Christmas, so you kind of just have to do with whatever the group wants to do. Okay, and the group fair. wanted the group wanted to see Les Mis, so I knew it was a musical. What I wasn't prepared for, they sing every line in oh, that movie. It's a musical, they're, Greg. <laughs> no, but like there are like you're allowed in a musical, like in Greece, there are talking lines. Yes, and in Little Shop of Horrors, there's dialogue. Yeah, there's no dialogue in Lemis. Everything is fucking saying. I, I, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, are these, are these, can these guys just have one normal fucking conversation? No, like, you, you Jackman somewhere. has to Wolverine it out and sing the entire time. Oh, my God. It really, like, it caught me off guard. I was, I don't know what the fuck I was expecting. I think <laughs> I, I, I don't know what I expected, but, but this is what I got. Now I'm sad. Yeah, a bunch of I, I was, I'm just there. I'm just like, Jesus. All right, we get it. You're 24601. How many times do you have to tell me this? <laughs> oh, six, oh. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. So now that, that was our musical section. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Oh, uh, there you go. That's not anything we planned for, but you got it anyway. You, you get the extra info when you come to Blue Shirts Breakaway. Big music guy. That's so right. anyway, I That's will right. not listen to the yeah. Hamilton Blue Shirts Breakaway, two things are guaranteed every week. I'm going <laughs> to fucking shit out Nick Holden, and we're going to talk about something completely unrelated to the anything will, that we planned on doing. The Mets will get brought up, and Greg will talk about what he's watching on TV. Well, yeah, I mean, look, I got to keep a tradition here, man. We're all about tradition here. Uh, so I will not tradition. listen to the soundtrack, but I have been tempted because I, ha- I hear how good it is. Anyway. Yeah, no one has ever said a – like, the worst no thing one. anyone has said about Trump. Hamilton is yeah. that, like, they didn't murder Mike Pence. That's the worst <laughs> thing someone has said about the play. Yeah, they, were, they, they, were, they said a nice, reasonable thing to him, and it was taken out of context. Uh, oh, what a fucking shock. Hot take. Anyway. Let's talk about the Rangers' upcoming schedule and get to our national holidays of the schedule. Are you ready for this one? No. Well, hold on. We, ne- we never actually... So What did we miss? What we, what we were actually talking about before your computer went kaput. Oh, before um, you mean we talked to Neil deGrasse Tyson and solved world hunger? Right. Okay. I thought it was world, like, the energy crisis. We Whatever. Did. Anyway. We did both. Uh, Duble. It's just one of those things. So, the thing is, the, right now, the Rangers just got to... I don't... I, like... I'm I'm cautiously optimistic that they if any team any year could withstand injuries to Mika Zabinajad and Pavel Buchnevich at the same time, it's this Ranger team. Like I'm not saying Nick Jensen is gonna come up from Hartford and be a forty point scorer. I'm just saying the nine forwards that occupy the Rangers top three lines right now, even without those two, are still playing an incredibly high level of hockey right now. Michael Grabner, as we said, unbelievable right now with 12 even strength goals. Like, it, the top line is – the top nine have been so good that we kind of haven't noticed that Jimmy VC has gone quiet. Very quiet. I was actually thinking that tonight when he was uh, – he fell down and then the turnover happened to the goal. And I was like, wow, vc has been pretty quiet since like at least five, six games ago? Right. So you're kind of – you're looking at it just like – the Rangers have lost two key players, and Jimmy Vesey, who was incredible for the first month of the season, is 
struggling for all and the rangers are still scoring five goals a game it's reasonable that he's struggling it's his first year he's adapting yeah, it's, of course and this is as i said on a couple podcasts ago it, it's great that visa got off to such a hot start but we're, we were going to find out what kind of player jimmy vc was as soon as the lena league adjusted to him and it forced jimmy vc to make another adjustment exactly. and right now we're witnessing vc trying to figure out that adjustment and also playing so much hockey. You know, you, you don't play this much hockey in college. Now he's playing every other night. You know, like we said earlier, no, there was three games. The best, the best part about all this is Jimmy Vesey can go through this growing pain well, and the Rangers winning. are not struggling. Yeah. They're, they're fine. They can absorb it. Just like I think they can absorb these two injuries. What I will say is, you know, it's hard to think the Rangers can absorb a, a, another one. Yeah. Like if, if there's for some more, reason, it's time to get worse. If, if for some reason JT Miller goes down, sometime this upcoming week then i think even if the rangers are winning you have to panic a little bit because you're you're running out of able bodies i still don't think by the way i know we mentioned this before that drake t miller would be the trade piece for a defenseman i'm never doing that right now no. i don't i i honestly think at this point in the year with the rangers scoring as well as they are and their forward depth evaporating before their eyes i don't think they're going to make a move i th- i think if they were going to make a move for a defensive player they would have yeah. um right now like maybe at the trade, the trade deadline is still very far away, so very this far. of course can be revisited. But in the next month, do I expect the Rangers to make a trade? No, I think yeah, this yeah. is they're gonna they're gonna ride it out with this squad through the holidays, and then maybe reevaluate after Christmas. But even after Christmas, you should have Buchnevich back. You'll be halfway back to getting Zibanejad back. So maybe the Rangers might view their quote unquote big moves uh, as the just players getting healthy, Uchnevich and Zabinijad, and they might not make a significant I can't trade. say I blame them, to be honest, from the, this way this team Well, looks. you know, the variable that you always have to remember is the expansion draft. The, the Michael Gravner's price the best, on guys, biggest player. I'm just saying. The, the price on guys at the trade deadline is going to be different than any other year in the history of the NHL because of the expansion draft. Yep. Some players are going to be more valuable and other players, even though they're very good players, are their value is going to be lower because you, there are just only so many players you can keep. Yep. So it, it, it's the Rangers might be doing the right. Right now, the Rangers are winning, so it doesn't really matter what if doing. the Rangers and aren't. As long as we keep winning, no one, nothing matters. Right. So it doesn't really matter what the Rangers do on the trade fund, um, but it's going to be interesting if the Rangers can get a better piece for a lower price than they normally would because of the expansion draft looming this summer. That, that will be interesting. We have time to talk about that. Uh, right. Quickly, let's that was, a, that was a very long way of saying I do not expect the Rangers to make a trade anytime soon. That was it. That was long. Uh, over to the National Holidays and upcoming schedule. We have three games till we, we talk to you guys next. And the first game will be at MSG versus the Penguins in the hot rematch of tonight's matchup when you're listening to this on Tuesday versus the Penguins. Which is also Blackout Wednesday, Greg. National Blackout Wednesday. Right. It's Thanksgiving Eve. Right. So, so uh, it's, the biggest, it's the biggest party night of the year. I don't know if I'll remember that game, to be honest. Uh, but I will try uh, my best to watch it. I believe I am going to be partying so hard. So the Marist, Ryan and I met at Marist College That's where way we back when. This is correct. For whatever reason, the Marist women's basketball team is in Savannah the next three days. And I think I'd be remiss if I didn't go to a game. You have to. It's, it's our alumni, Greg. The only night game that Marist is so much playing is when it's Wednesday night. So my plan is to go Wednesday night and then right after the game, drive down and uh, spend Thanksgiving with the parents in uh, Florida. I will be uh, at the bars and I don't know. I'm going to request this game beyond everywhere I go and hopefully it'll be good and I will be celebrating and not a sad sack of shit. Um, now well, let's I mean, you being a sad sack of shit is just called every night. My life, Greg, I'm a happy guy. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm up, eating go, you know, up, go, let's go get him. Whatever uh, you say, boss. Yeah, okay. So, Friday versus the Flyers. Oh, yeah. in I'm a, gonna lose a bet. Are you? I'm gonna lose two bets. Why? What's the bet? Oh, uh, no, well, I, no, I thought this was important. It's about things, nothing matters. The Friday, <laughs> Friday versus the Flyers, National Leftovers Day. I will be sucking down some turkey and watching this game. I'll tell you that. I fucking hate the Flyers. No. I don't really have anything to add to that beyond I fucking hate them. Uh, I think you broke the cursing record. It is, record it on is this weird podcast. that it's take it's going to take us over what six weeks to finally play the Flyers this it year. It is though. weird that it's been this this late to play them. Yeah, schedule schedule makers really aren't on their shit. 
I don't know. You did break the cursing record, as I was saying, on this podcast when we did the, the Philly rant one time, where I believe you said of at least 18 F-words. Well, there'll be, a, there'll be another. It doesn't take much to get me started on anything Philadelphia. It really doesn't. So National Leftover Day, everyone enjoy that. I love that it's an early game, and I can be so lazy and eat turkey and hopefully watch the Rangers destroy the Flyers in my bed. Uh, hmm. Now, na- November 27th, back at MSG versus Senators, uh-huh. it's National Turtle Adoption Day. So go out there. <laughs> And adopt a turtle. You know, turtles need homes too. Uh, get out there and, and, you know, be a good Samaritan and get those shells out, out on your porch. So also, hashtag, hashtag not my turtle. Hashtag not my turtle. Also on that on that day, I will be at the Reddit R Rangers meetup. And if you'd like to meet me that day and say hello, I will be the guy in the Blue Breakaway t-shirt. Uh, and I will be not there because I still have one more week of work. That is correct. But I will be around, so if you want to hit me up on Twitter at Orion Mead or on Reddit at Flaccid Lotus, I will be I will be there to hang out and watch the game. I'll be at the box, I believe. So I am so excited for nobody to talk to you. I'm literally gonna be in a corner by myself the entire time. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, so this game's good, huh? And they're like, who's this annoying guy? I, I, I could not be more excited. I will for try I will nobody. live tweet. I'll try and live tweet it. My first tweet experience. <laughs> I've, I'm gonna get a phone call from you <laughs> at a really depressing hour during the game. Just like Greg, can you pretend to talk to me for a while? Yeah, Greg, I just want to see like I have a friend. I just want to have one friend. <laughs> uh, by guys, the way, cool. if the Rangers lose that game like 5-0, it's the first blowout game of the season, and I'm there, I won't go to another game this season. So, well, you know. yeah, just letting you know. Uh, so that's the upcoming schedule. I believe these, these games will be tough. I expect four points. Uh, I think the Penguin game, we've we obviously proven we could beat them tonight. I think they'll be out for blood and revenge on Wednesday, but we'll have Hank in the nets, so I feel pretty good about it. I just want someone to bludgeon Wayne Simmons. That's my only goal this week. Man. I want someone to Wayne literally Simmons. javelin a stick through oh, his God. just area between his legs that most men have javelins. I say he's kidding. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying I'll do it. <laughs> I'm saying I want someone to do it. All right, fine. But it's Philly. Their own fan will probably do it. I don't even need to ask him. I hate Santa. That's all I know about Philly. Uh, let's, let's move on to one of my favorite segments of Osweiler. this year. Osweiler. Osweiler. No, Greg. Down. Down, Greg. Son of a bitch. My favorite. People, people don't want to listen to you watching TV, my friend. Yeah, I beg to differ. They don't want to listen to me doing anything. I don't know why they even But they do. To- anyway, uh, power rankings for Thanksgiving food. Now, your power rankings are not long, so you go first. Uh, well, no, we'll just do it. You want to do it one at a time? Yeah, I'll go one one at a time. time. I have at number five, I have mac and cheese. Now, mac and cheese has been a big up-and-comer for me the last couple years. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead. What's your thing? I didn't realize mac and cheese was a Thanksgiving food until I I moved down to Georgia. I didn't realize it was either, but I went to a friend's house for Thanksgiving. I go to a bunch of friends' houses for Thanksgiving because I don't really have a family. (laughs) Um, And they, they started serving, like, this amazing mac and cheese, and I was like, is this a thing? I didn't know this was a was an option, and it's really skyrocketed above of some other like items at Thanksgiving, such as Brussels sprouts. See, here's why I don't like uh, mac and cheese at Thanksgiving. Okay. Because in the South, mac and cheese replaces another food that I'm not going to mention yet because okay. it's it's high on my list. Okay. All right. So give me your number five if you have one. Uh, you know, I'm going to say it's not really food per se, but. You cannot be at a Thanksgiving meal and not have grade A gravy. Love like, the gravy I need, pick. I need great like again, it's not like I'm eating the gravy on its own. I'm not just like sitting there treating it as soup. But I need solid gravy. Gravy didn't make my list and I feel pretty bad about it now that you've mentioned it, because I, I I kind of it's expect a key component. It. It's a key component. Now you need a thick gravy. If, if I don't need that watered down gravy. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need something with a little bite to it. Yeah, I, I need like a little bit of consistency in this gravy. I, I, if I'm pouring water on my on my turkey, it's not going to be a good time. I'm not trying to no. make a soup. No, I don't want that. I just want I want I wanted like steak sauce. Yeah, I want the steak sauce gravy, Greg. This is the first time we've ever agreed on food. <laughs> yeah, well, not we didn't really agree because it's not on your list. Uh, fine, fine. All right, my number four is turkey. A little bit far down, but just some of the sides really trump a turkey. But uh, I will say. I have had a better turkey, like the roasted turkeys or the, the crispy turkey. That's kind of where I'm at this year. I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little a little oddball on you okay, here. Okay. Okay. Good steamed broccoli, Ooh, number four. I kind of like that. I had I had broccoli tonight. Broccoli underrated. 
Very underrated. Very like underrated. It, it's a bad rap in the three to 12 years in your life. The older you get, like you need to have a vegetable in your life. And I hate green beans with the passion of a thousand suns. Really? So broccoli, I'm just saying, I, I'm not, I'm not a fan, but broccoli, that's my jam. And a nice crisp steamed broccoli to go with my everything else. Oh yeah. Sign me up. Cause that does the trick of like providing you with some health while also more importantly, not filling you up. Right. And broccoli is, is, I just get such a bad rap from like when you're a kid and everyone's like, it's like the, yep. everyone in cartoons is like, ew, broccoli. But now you're nope, older. I'm, like, what was I doing? I am all, I am all about the broccoli with my Thanksgiving meal. <laughs> Hashtag broccoli train. Um, now number three for me, stuffing. It's so hard to beat a good stuff. I recently have started doing the stuffing within the turkey that you cook the stuffing in. Uh, you know, I did the stuffing out of the box before that because I'm lazy. But I've, I've, I've learned the new technique of stuffing and it really does change the game all around. Yeah, I'm gonna say uh, stuffing is my number six. Whew. Okay, just now I, I'm not. I, it's not. This is not a criticism of stuffing. I love me a good stuffing like you do. Okay, but I, I don't. There are some stuffings where I don't like all of the dressing ups they put into it. Like I, I like my stuffing as simple as possible. You don't like to have the celery in the stuffing. Uh, no, the celery is fine. I'm talking more like raisins and stuff like that. No, get the cranberries and yeah. raisins out of my stuffing. Yeah, get 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 Hand, that shit out of here. Hands off my stuffing with that bullshit. Um, but number three for me, man, a nice, warm, homemade dinner roll. Oof. Gotta have something. Look, when Dude, you're crispy, plate, when the you crispy th- layers are the best. Not just that, but the the roll does a couple things. It plays it like it literally mops up your plate for you. Right. Like the best. Sometimes the best parts of the meal are just. The little extra bitties that are left on the plate at the end biscuit. of it. I'm saving my take on the biscuit for sure. I got, I got that. Yeah. That's upcoming for me. Number two, I'm pretty sure I have your number one as number two. I got mashed potatoes. Yeah, mashed potatoes is my number it's one. It's the king. I understand. That, it's, the it's, whole reason why I hate mac and cheese on Thanksgiving is because in the South, people are like, look, you got mac and cheese. You don't need mashed potatoes. And I'm just like, the fuck? This is why you left the union. You did it wasn't over slavery. You're fucking animals. Yeah, mashed not eating potatoes mac is, and cheese. Is mac and cheese instead of mashed potatoes. What are you nuts? It's the glue that keeps everything together. And oh my god, it goes with everything. No, you, wait, literally, wait. what I what I do, I, I will. The first thing I do when I have my full plate of food for Thanksgiving, the first part of my fork gets the mashed potatoes, and then I, I eat broccoli or stuffing or turkey itself. Like the mashed potato is included in everything that goes it's in my It's got to happen. So give me your number two and I'm going to give you my number one. My number two is the dark meat turkey. Okay. I am the, I am, uh, I, I like me the legs. I like the dark meat. Okay. I'm, I'm in on that too. Here's my number one. A little bit of a hot take here. The okay. biscuit sandwich. Now. Biscuit sandwich. Yes. At the so end, you're saying like you, you cut you up some your, turkey. You, you get break. your first plate, right? You eat everything separately. And then when you're at your second plate, you're like, you know, what's a good idea. And you open up the biscuit, and you start putting everything from my list on that biscuit, and you down that fucking biscuit. That's the best moment of Thanksgiving for me. When it's like see, the, the, the turkey, the gravy, the mashed potatoes, the stuffing, the mac and cheese, see, all on that. one sandwich. You do that all on a sandwich while I'm just – I use my my biscuit as the mop. And yeah, I'm you're just the mop. everything I missed. I'm, like, I'm combining. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 get, I don't know. I don't need to – like – <laughs> part of Thanksgiving that's the greatest like I can eat all these foods individually except the mashed potatoes is involved in every individual <laughs> meal I have that's what I fucking love man. like oh my god I am so excited for the mashed potatoes already like me too I can do without you I can do without the, you put gun in my head I can do without the turkey I can do without the stuffing I can do without anything else on that table I will just eat the mashed potatoes if that's what it comes down to yep so let's uh let's I just want to talk one one more bit of nonsense now that we've talked about all, all about Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, I've been playing the new Pokemon game. Excellent. Just let me okay. let you know. Just wanted to update you. Great game. Solid, oh, polished. Okay. Uh, how's Scyther doing? I don't have Scyther yet, but I do uh, I do have a little owl who's also a ghost. So that's kind of cool. Uh, so let's move on to a uh, final plug section for us here. You can always follow oh, us. A little owl with a ghost. It's a it's an owl ghost. What, what, what is this communist Russia? An owl ghost. Um. Oh, what is, what is his name? Gowl? No, I actually forget. Is that weird? Um, <laughs> uh, so let's talk about this. Coming up, I there's two things. I want to know what you're thankful for in Rangerstown for Thanksgiving, and I also need questions. So that's our new our new. We're gonna try and add a question segment to Blue Shirts Breakaway. 
over the next couple of weeks. We're going to try and take two, three questions. Every right, week. The, I'm not asking you questions. Right. We're going to reach out to yeah, we're going to reach people out to... on various media platforms. Right. And we want to take, we want to start taking questions. So you can start hitting us up everywhere. And this is why we're going to tell you where we can find us. But we want to start taking two, three questions a week to really start to get some fan interaction with you guys. Cause we feel but like we don't wait, talk to you enough. Wait until, wait until Monday, the day before, like the day of recording to ask the questions. Like don't ask us questions tomorrow. That you want us to answer next Monday because everything's going to change. Yeah, well, yeah, try and do it the, game, the day before the game uh, or, like, after a game that when we're next recording. We record every Monday night. So here's where you can we'll, reach us. We'll, we'll tweet out reminders and whatnot. Correct. You can follow us on Twitter at Blue Shirts Break. You can find us on Reddit at Placid Lotus and Save the Tatis. Uh, you can go to our Facebook page, Blue Shirts Breakaway, which we've had some pretty good interaction with. So recently we've had some comments. Um, you can go to SoundCloud and send us a message to Blue Shirts Breakaway, even if you want to do that. You can go to Instagram, Blue Shirts Breakaway. And am I missing any there? You can go to BlueShirtsBreakaway.com uh, and go to our contact us section where you can either buy a t-shirt exactly. or send us a question. Uh, now, I will. There's one more bit of nonsense we have to get to before oh, yeah, we sign ahead. off. Yeah. The uh, Baseball Writers Association of America released their Hall of Fame ballot Oh, there's today. probably two bits of nonsense, by the way. Oh, okay. Well, they released their Hall of Fame ballot today. And, you know, normal names on there. I think it's Tim Raines' last year. He should get in. Jeff Bagwell is overdue. He should get in. But my favorite thing to do is look up the randos who are on the ballot for the first time. I know where you're going. And I'm going to pull up the randos for you. Oh, I got I got the first name for you. Matty Stairs. Yeah, no shit. The MVP. He's not a rando, though. He's getting in. I remember watching Matt Stairs' last game. He was a great player. He got pretty he's, big. He is the... He's the definition of a beer league softball player. You know he's the Phillies hitting coach this year. It makes me so miserable. I had no idea. He he. Uh, the Phillies announced him as their hitting coach for the season, and it, that more than any other signing they could possibly make uh, terrifies me the most. Well, Bartolo? Oh no, Bartolo's in Atlanta. Sorry. Twenty thirteen baseball. Okay. Well, while you bring this up, the next piece of nonsense we need to talk about before we sign off, and I know people have already stopped listening. That's fine. You got to give me your reaction to Goldberg. Oh my God! Yeah, we got to talk um, about that. Yeah, we do. But I, I, I want that to be the very last thing we do. I now have it pulled up, so we're gonna go over it. All right. All right. So the the, the holdovers we don't need to go. You, you know all those guys. Yep. The the stuff you need to go over are the hilarious names, the first time. Because those are always my favorite. Okay. Hit me up. Take a time, computer. I'm, I'm. We're not in a hurry at all. We're trying. Uh, Casey Blake. Who? He is he is on the ballot this year. Okay. Sure. I don't know uh, who that is. Met killer, Pat Burl. Okay. Pat Burl. Why would he ever be on the ballot, though? Because, again, you just need to, like, it's not about actually being good. You just need to be in, the like, the league for 10 years, and you get on the ballot. Okay, sure. Five years after you retire. Um, Former shortstop Orlando Cabrera. Okay. Was fine. on a... Was was on a World Series team or two. Uh, another former New York Met, Mike Cameron. All these names, like, they're on whatever players, right? J.D. Drew. Wow, J.D. Drew. There's, that's an J. insult. J.D. Drew is on the Why would he be on there? What, what, how is that an insult? He's, he was never really that good. He had, like, one great year with Boston, right? Uh, yeah, but again, you just you just need to hit certain marks. Trust me, some of the names are going to get more ridiculous as we go along. All here. right, give me give me the top the top four most ridiculous ones you have left. Uh, Carlos Guillen. Let's not kill everyone here. Okay, that's pretty. Cool. Melvin Mora. Who? Who is that? Melvin Mora. I forget who that is. Former New, former New York Met. Another one. Okay. Um, Arthur Rhodes. Okay, I know who that is. This is this section. Yes. This 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 podcast has come to. Do, does Ryan know who this baseball player is? <laughs> and the answer is um, no. A lot of the time. Last one. Everybody's Last everybody's favorite one. knuckleballers on here though. Tim Tim Wakefield. Oh, Timmy Timmy will get a vote. Maybe he'll get one vote. Maybe Wakefield will get a vote. Uh, the big names, of course, the first timers: Pudge Rodriguez, Vladimir Guerrero, and. Uh, Jorge Posada. Do you think any of and those maybe Maglio or Donias, but I don't really know. Do you think any of those get in? I don't the think we'll get anything. Okay, I don't think so either. First time, first time, Pudge should, but he won't because he's got uh, the steroids cloud lingering over him. Yep, Pudge definitely um, should. Manny Ramirez should, but won't because again, same thing. Yep. Uh, I think Vlad eventually gets in. I just don't know if he gets in on the first ballot. I don't think he does. I think third or second. 
Um, let's talk quickly about Goldberg and wrap this motherfucker up. So best minute and 26 seconds of my life of your life period. full stop it was great it was just so the thing that makes it great is not that that lesnar got buried because that was the one outcome i was never expecting right and i like being surprised at this shit so do you think the meeting like right. for for the meeting of that wwe uh section where they were like you know what let's just bury lesnar and everyone was like what's the one thing no one will expect just crushing him yeah, I think that's part of how it goes. And I also, I don't. It, it might be, it might not have been a one-off for Goldberg. I, I Goldberg did at the end of the match yell out, "He's back." So maybe there's something they can but build out. But didn't he also say this. to Lesnar, "You're last." Right. So maybe Goldberg and Lesnar are fighting again. Okay. Like I don't know if Goldberg's necessarily going to be fighting other guys. I'm saying it might be a Goldberg Lesnar like best of seven or something like that. Wow. Uh... Um. But either, I mean, look, it was great. It's everything I wanted. I got my Goldberg Spears and I got my Goldberg Jackhammer and I was fucking pumped up and ready to go. Well, I'm glad it, everyone, the whole internet seemed to love it. So I'm glad that was the best 20 minutes, 20 seconds of your life. Yeah, because I mean, I, I can never last that long. That's a long time. Hey man, it's a tough time for us. All right, <laughs> let's, uh, let's call it a podcast. Thanks everyone for listening and saying through all our nonsense, especially a lot today. Have a happy Thanksgiving. I will see maybe two of you like maybe one or none of you on Sunday at the Ottawa game and the Rangers meet up and uh, I love you all. Greg, say goodbye. Just remember guys, I'm cooler than Ryan. So tolerate him in order to get to me. Ooh, ouch. Later guys. <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.